Hello and welcome to the SkyU Podcast, short draft edition. Well, I guess draft and, and some exciting new return stuff. I am Manning, the host of Judas Vision. I'm U Street, and with me this week, as always, go for Guy 5 Andy, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yourself? You know, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, partially, I'm doing pretty good because some people I like got paid, or presumably have gotten paid at this point, assuming they have reasonably intelligent agents. Uh, we The University of Minnesota football team had, uh, I would say, generally a pretty good draft uh, with some surprising, surprising picks. Andy, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I mean, we ended up with, uh, with four Gophers drafted yet again, which I think is probably on the top end of what was expected heading into the draft. Obviously, you had the, uh, the two that everybody was waiting for just to see where they're going to go. Uh, Boye Mafe, the first gopher off the board, pick number 40 in the second round of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, some people still were hoping that he might squeeze into the end of the first round, but I think uh, the picks just didn't quite break out that way. And, and so uh, he'll, he'll go to a place in Seattle where he should be able to make a pretty immediate impact on the edge of that Pete Carroll defense. So uh, that should definitely be interesting to watch. Um, then the other one we all knew was going to go for sure, uh, Daniel Falele, he ended up going early in the fourth round to the Baltimore Ravens. So he uh, he now joins Rashad Bateman yet again, and he'll be trying to protect uh, Lamar Jackson's uh, blind side. Um, and so that is the assumption that in the NFL he's moving to left tackle. They're not going to keep him at the right tackle position. No, is but that the idea. But isn't Lamar Jackson a lefty? So oh yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair point. No, I think he'll be he'll be. You know, he'll definitely, uh, whether he's slotted right away in camp to be the starting right tackle or they'll work him in, whether he's the swing tackle uh, to start, he'll, he'll definitely, uh, you know, be competing pretty quick for, for a starting job at right tackle, obviously. Um, you know, it may take a season for him to get his NFL bearings trying to, to get used to the world of, of defending NFL caliber uh, D linemen. But, um, you know, in watching, in watching a lot of the draft, a lot of the, the guys, uh, the, you know, experts, whatever, had a lot of good things to say about him and says he just really needs to sort of, you know, lean back and learn his technique. Um, you know, obviously, uh, most NFL DNs aren't going through him. They just got to realize that he's got to sort of just sit back and, and force them to try and go around him. And, and it's a long way around him. Yeah, it continues to be the case that, especially when he was at his most dominant, that man gets his hands on you. You're not going anywhere. Another person who I, I will admit to being surprised the following two got drafted, uh, Big E and, uh, and Co. I was shocked. Actually, they got drafted. Very happy for both of them, but 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 shocked. Did you have a similar take? Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought there was a decent chance Otomayo was going to end up being a uh, tail of the sixth round, seventh round pick. But the fact that the Minnesota Vikings took him in the fifth round, uh, they really legitimately think he can uh, fit into the new three four defense. They're going to be working out uh, really well as an edge rusher, as sort of that outside linebacker in the three four set. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, obviously he's got raw talent. It's just a matter of whether they can can mold him into a consistent NFL rush threat. And uh, he's going to learn from Daniil Hunter, one of the best in the business. So that's that's definitely a benefit to him. Uh, he should be in a good spot. And then, yeah, the surprise of the draft. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Uh, there was absolutely no pre-draft hype whatsoever. Uh, Co-Keefed went in the sixth round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a.k.a. Dinky Town South. Uh, and and Co, you know, he goes into a spot where he's going to he's gonna have to fight to, you know, both stay on the 53-man roster and earn playing time. But Tampa only has three tight ends, including him right now, uh, waiting to see whether... Gronk decides to come back. 
and and they've got mostly pass catching tight ends. I mean, Coe really has a good chance if he can if he can show that blocking ability he showed in the Big Ten to step in as the main sort of blocking um, tight end for Tampa Bay, especially in short yardage uh, positions and things like that. Um, you know, having two really good teammates and Tyler Johnson and Antoine Winfield Jr. to to go off of won't hurt. And oh, by the way, every once in a while he might get to pop out and see if he can catch a pass from that Tom Brady guy, I guess, you know, uh, that, that's not a bad thing either. So I, I hope I'm, I think everybody is rooting for co to, uh, to go down and, and show up and really, uh, blow up and, uh, impress down at Tampa and earn that roster spot that I think everybody thought was coming. We just thought he might have to work a little bit harder through, a through an undrafted free agent spot, like several other gophers signed over the weekend, but uh, Co gets the gets the drafted position and hopefully gets to go uh, play a role in in that Tampa offense. Absolutely. Some other we turn back to the the college side of the house. Andy did mention there are six preferred walk on offers. You should definitely check out thedailygopher.com. A lot of excellent draft coverage. A lot of it spearheaded by Andy because, as I think is well known by now, if it wasn't apparent before, my interest in recruiting and my interest in draft coverage is personally pretty low. Uh, However, I am historically a big proponent of the spring game because there is no game on the Gophers' schedule, quote-unquote, that is more, what would be the, the best way to describe this? more conducive, perhaps, to making wild, outlandish predictions about a person who will probably never see the field. So, Andy, this spring game, who you got for that? Yeah, that's going to be uh, redshirt junior walk-on receiver Larry Wright. Uh, Larry Wright scored a touchdown and and looked impressive uh, in a game where uh, the Gophers didn't really play many of their top receivers very much. Uh, And he was that guy who everybody's going, why doesn't he play more? Um, well, there's a reason why Larry Wright doesn't quite play as much as, as many things. So who knows? Maybe he'll squeeze in as a, as a fifth or sixth guy this year. But um, one person who potentially may see the field who looked really good, uh, that's going to be uh, true freshman running back Zach Evans. Uh, 11 carries, 51 yards, really, really looked the part. Looked like he should be able to uh, to step in. You know, Ideally, in a perfect world, you've got uh, a reasonably close to uh, perfectly healthy Muhammad Ibrahim and, and Trey Potts back, so you don't have to rely on your true freshman running back. Um, and frankly, in, in, in this current world of transfers and NLIs, it might not be the worst thing in the world at all if he sort of sits the bench for a year and doesn't really get that blow-up potential where he follows the uh, the Kai Thomas and, and, and Bucky route. But uh, Zach Evans does look like he, he, he is impressive and could step in if Minnesota does need him this season, which is nice. Uh, Tanner Morgan only played one series. Um, it was basically the Ethan Kalamakis and uh, uh, other quarterback who I'm completely blanking on right now. Uh, Cole, Cole thank Kramer. you, Cole Kramer. Uh, sorry, Cole. Um, both those guys basically played the majority of the game. Uh, they'll be in a dogfight in fall camp to see who will get the backup spot uh, to Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan will be the starter in the fall for people who are, who are not happy about that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Michael Brown-Stevens had a, had a decent game as well, whether the Gophers were intentionally showcasing him because they're trying to re-recruit his brother, who was uh, at the spring game, who decommitted from Minnesota a couple months ago. Uh, that's something that we may never know. Um, but they're definitely trying to, to get him back in the the boat as well. Uh, and then we just saw some of the depth. I mean, Austin Booker, uh, redshirt freshman, uh, looked really good on the defensive line. Um 
you know, some some of these other guys that we will see probably coming up this fall, uh, who haven't heard much, but now due to uh, graduations and transfers, it may be their turn to uh, step into the lineup and and earn some playing time in the fall. So, um, you know, we're done now until fall camp in, in early August. Um, you know, the, the transfer portal is now closed, uh, so we've lost all we're going to lose. Minnesota still might add a couple of guys. Um but, you know, you pretty much have your team that you're going to go to battle with in the fall, and, and hopefully we're ready to, to make some noise in the Big Ten. I will put it on record now. We are currently recording this on Tuesday, May 3rd. That I will put it on record now that the University of Minnesota football team absolutely should be competing for the division title in the fall. And so that's something definitely to see. And who knows? Maybe maybe Larry Wright really is really is the one. Maybe this is the coming out party. Andy mentioned that the cycle has closed on 2022, but I am told by people on our blog that recruiting never dies. It's always, always going. Uh, and in fact, not only is it going, we actually have some new people. Uh, we can start, of course, because we're in, in Big Ten. The Gophers got a walk-on punter from Minnesota who is supposedly a very good punter. What that means, unclear. Doesn't believe that he's, my view from reading the short scouting report is he's not punt god, so we missed out on that. But maybe better luck next time, or perhaps our walk-on punter will develop in the fall. Perhaps more important in the practical recruiting rankings, so we can decide whether or not having an average class of 86.24 is drastically better than having an average recruiting class of 86.21, is uh, football recruit Martin Owusu, Andy uh, can you give the people a little bit about what the Gophers are getting? Yeah, Uusu is a uh, defensive uh, defensive tackle from Prior Lake High School. Um, you know, and, and he had uh, started to heat up. Uh, you know, the Gophers were sort of talking about in on him. Uh, and then here in the last couple of weeks, he got uh, six Power 5 offers in April alone. And we're talking decent offers. We're talking Washington, Washington State, Kansas State, Iowa State, Cal, um, and Minnesota offered him at the spring game on Saturday. He took a day to think about it, and then he committed to the Gophers. Uh, the thing about Iwasu is he is a big body. Uh, kid still has one year of football to play. He's already 6'3", 270, easily has the frame to uh, beef up, be a, uh, you know, sort of one technique, three technique defensive tackle for the Big Ten. Uh, he'll get up to close to 300 very easily, adding some more muscle once he gets into a Big Ten strength program. So, uh, you know, another another in-state kid who uh, P.J. Fleck has done a pretty good job of recruiting this year. Uh, just to cycle back to the puncher, uh, Caleb McGrath, he, he will be a walk-on. He's not coming in until fall 2023 either. Um so we still have another easy full year of uh, Matt Crawford, the Aussie, uh, who, by the way, is the only punter on the roster right now. So uh, Minnesota may still add a walk-on for next season. Uh, but this McGrath, uh, he's an Eastview grad, um, so Apple Valley native, uh, and Cole's kicking, for whatever it's worth, one of the various scouting sites for, for scouting punters and kickers in the country. They have him ranked as the sixth punter in the country in the class of 2023. So um, he's probably in that position where he'll get a uh, walk-on spot, and once Crawford graduates, he potentially may take over that scholarship um, if he deserves it. So, But it's nice to have a, another you know hometown kid uh, who's who can boot the ball? Who uh, you know, as we as we know, 
punting is winning in the Big Ten. So, uh, you know, a couple more in-state kids. Obviously, the, the big prize that Minnesota is still really working on uh, and potentially will be uh, committing later this summer, he's going on a few official visits, is uh, Robin Steele Cooper's Jackson Howard, the number one recruit in the state. It sounds like pretty much Minnesota, Miami, and LSU are the three main schools going after him right now. Uh, obviously, the Gophers will trail those two very uh significantly when it comes to uh, NLI potential, but it sounds like Howard might not necessarily be all about the money. So uh, if he decides to stay home and play for pride, the Gophers are really good. If he decides he wants a payday, well, he's he's going to be a Tiger or a Kane. So uh, hopefully we'll have some news on that here, as we, as we said, going into midsummer. Yeah, speaking of, of pride on, in this case, pride on ice, kind of our last thing to talk about on this particular podcast, as it is the end of the spring Unfortunately, the University of Minnesota did not win a national championship in either of the sports that the University of Minnesota should compete and win national championships in, uh, both men's and women's hockey. However, hockey players are leaving. Some hockey players are returning. Andy, break it down for us. Yeah, so uh, the big the big news which broke uh, end of last week, which I think we, uh, we might have gotten on the podcast, I don't remember, uh, but it was a freshman, uh, Chaz Lucius, uh, decided that he was going to uh, sign with the Winnipeg Jets and not return for his sophomore season uh, with the Gophers. Um, there had been a, a little bit of uh, sort of whispers that uh, he and his family, most most significantly his father, um, were, were not exactly happy with the way the Gophers treated him and his foot injury and, and things like that, and apparently it came to a head. Uh, and he got uh, got an offer from the Jets and decided to, to sign. Uh, he's not nearly ready for the NHL. He will play either in, in major juniors or in the uh, AHL next season. But uh, apparently he and his father decided that Minnesota was not the place for him and, in fact, was not the place for uh, the family at all, uh, as his brother Cruz Lucius, uh, who was supposed to be an incoming freshman for the Gophers next year, uh, and, uh announced through representation officially that uh, he's not going to come in and is looking for other opportunities. Uh, that one will be a bit more interesting as Minnesota technically has a signed uh, national letter of intent from him. Uh, so they would have to release him to let him look at any other potential college opportunities, uh, or he could go the major junior route as well without having to worry about that. But then obviously it's all his, his amateur uh, eligibility. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, another transfer Minnesota lost, another freshman, uh, Tristan Bros, who uh, sort of was mainly a third liner a lot for Minnesota last year, uh, came on a bit at the end of the season. Uh, he decided that he uh, did not want to fight for uh, third line minutes with the Gophers. He's also jumping chip, and he, in fact, transferred and committed to uh, national champion Denver earlier this week. So uh, Bros, uh, second-round pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins, trying to uh, jump to another potential uh, high-octane offensive team in Denver, uh, seeing if he can make a little bit bigger impact there before the, the Penguins look to sign him. Uh, one good news note uh, for Minnesota, uh, it was uh, announced on Twitter earlier, um, not officially from the U, but uh, by the Buffalo Sabres general manager that it sounds like Eric Johnson, defenseman, uh, will come back to Minnesota for his senior season. If that, in fact, does happen, the Gophers will basically bring their entire blue line back, one of the best blue lines in the country last season. Uh, they're all going to come back. Brock Faber, Jackson Lacombe, Ryan Johnson, all returning for their junior and senior seasons, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, so that would really be a, a big boon to the, to the Gophers' potential chance to get back to the top of the Big Ten standings and make another run at a national title next year. So... Um, 
Again, transfer portal is is closed. We're not going to lose any more players unless they decide to go pro. Uh, still could try and bring a couple in now to fill a few holes that they have. Uh, but they do have some pretty talented offensive players coming in uh, as freshmen next year and now returning a, a pretty deep blue line. So the Gophers are set to yet again compete next year. Uh, now it's just a matter of fine-tuning the roster before they get ready to uh, start their season again back in the fall. You will join us next week as well as make sure to check out thedailygopher.com for all of your latest news, updates, and complaints about the University of Minnesota sports. Uh, but with that, row the boat, Sky Yuma. Go Gophers. Go Gophers.